Hello and welcome. This is The Art of Giving Up, your podcast for giving up bad days, bad ways, unfortunate habits, bad friends, bad relationships. Sometimes just giving up because life is too hard. And as always, I'm your host, Steven. And before we jump into it, things have been a little different around here. We've been doing a lot of things. Going forward, starting next week, on Wednesday, it's going to be The Art of Giving Up. And we're going to be adding a new show to this channel, to this feed, with me and my little co-host, Chandler Phillips. They don't. They can't even hear you yet. My, oh, I want to be heard. My little, you're here now. My little co-host, Chandler Phillips, with our new podcast, Was That in Good Taste? All right. So some weeks we're going to have two episodes. Does it taste like hot dogs? Yeah, it does taste like hot dogs. And soon... It's going to be spun up into its own little channel, but for now, tune in, listen, and, well, as you can tell, I'm not alone. I'm joined by Cheryl. Cheryl, yeah. One name, one name only. The writer, the poet. Oh my gosh. The philosopher. With the mean face. Hello again, Cheryl. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing very well right now. Very well, so I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to okay. tell you and all of the ones of listeners, the tens, the hundreds, and the thousands. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> About a little story. All okay. Right. So I was at work. You know, as you know, I work. I pretty much I serve people food. And two customers, two customers, you're hitting the mic, two customers, who were regulars, they uh, they gave me a nice little tip. We were talking about this play on Broadway oh. called Slave Play. Ooh, oh, oh. yeah, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds provocative, right? Yeah. And um, so whatever, they gave me the money so I can go see it, you know? That was very nice. And you came with me. I did. And we went, and we saw it. And, and it was great. It was great. So, but you know, I decided... <laughs> that we should we should talk about a little bit and this is the new thing i've never done a, a review of anything before well it can't necessarily be a review because i still don't fully know what i thought about it i get well there you go i'm such a pro i'm hitting the mic i wasn't hurt huh. <laughs> so uh slave play which you know for people who might have the ability the possibility the opportunity to go see it um, is at the John Golden Theater, which is at 252 West 45th Street in New York City. I know you wish you were here. You a hater. It's all right. You're going to make me sing. <laughs> you're going to sing? <laughs> are you going to sing? Dang. Anyways, go ahead. Um, it was written by Jimmy O'Harris, who... Uh, so he had another play called Daddy that came out recently after the off-Broadway run of Slave Play. And about six or seven months, I think it was maybe eight months after Slave Play was off Broadway. It's on Broadway now, where he's the youngest person ever. And it's directed by Robin O'Hara. See, he's O'Harris, and the director's O'Hara. And uh, Jimmy O'Harris is 30 years old. He's queer. He's black. And this is a crazy, crazy kind of like concept, I think. I think... I think so. With a, you know, it's interesting. It is interesting. I wouldn't say crazy. I feel like you have to, you know, you have. I don't know who these people are, 
Paul yeah. Alexander Alexander Nolan as Jim Jaquina Kalalungo as wow, Kanisha. Please no. Ato Blackinson Why Wood. Why are you saying their names? <laughs> Just... Gary James Kulsey Moyer as Help. Dustin <laughs> Sullivan Jones as Philip. Uh, Charlie you know, so Latour weird. as Tia. Wait, wait. Irene Sophia Lucio as Patricia mm-hmm. and Annie Nakamura as Alana. Ooh. Some of these actors seeing them, I feel like I've seen them so many times before. Even uh what's her name? Kanisha. Kanisha? Yeah. Yeah. But most mostly the guy, what was his I don't remember Phillip? his name now. No, no, Not the one Phillip. the one who played um, Dustin. Yeah, I feel well, like I've seen him. Well, before we get into that, let's Give a little summary of it, okay? Okay. Well, so you can't if, really... if you're listening to this and you're planning on seeing it, well, you're SOL. It's a play. No, not really. There's not going to be any spoilers because I don't feel like there's any really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's really not so much about the story and more about the interactions between the character, right? So the play itself starts as an antebellum sexual role play type thing mm-hmm. where the three couples, the um, the... the the two gay men with the the with the where the with the with the guy the black guy and his I guess his Hispanic boyfriend the right. other couple where the woman oh. is white and the boyfriend is a mulatto as they say mm-hmm. and then the other couple with uh, Kanisha and Tim where he's a European white male and she's an American black woman who suffers from OCD and like um, sensory overload issues. And pretty much the premise, the first third of it, you know, is the first half of it. <laughs> it was really a third because three acts it was raunchy and kind of wild, kind of raw, yeah. uh, kind of fun, unexpected, a little unexpected, showing each of their dynamics with Kanisha being the slave and Gary being the black slave who's in charge of the white, you know, it's very interesting. But then it transitions into a therapy session where the characters are breaking down their trauma, both mm-hmm. in their relationships and with each other and how they feel about their place in the world. And mm-hmm. then it ends. Well, not necessarily their place. in. Well, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. You know, that was only one couple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause each one of the couples has their own different dynamics, right? Yeah, you have, there was only one couple, the, the, what was it uh dustin and what was his gary, name? gary gary yeah they were the ones who were mainly talking about their place in the world especially mm. gary because i really loved i i don't know i really really i could really relate with him and not necessarily because i've never felt like you know oh special or like i was a treasure or i was a gift it just i felt like his part was just really really moving even though you well, know what was his part exactly you i'm gotta, not gonna say his part exactly no, well to, when he was ex- describing you know how he felt you gotta come close to the mic oh sorry when he was describing how you know how he felt in the eyes of the world and even the eyes of his boyfriend where he felt like, you know, that his boyfriend only wanted to be with him because, well, he was realizing that his boyfriend only wanted to be with him because, you know, he was kind of, I won't say racist, but well, no, I, I won't say racist is that, but he only, he felt like he only wanted to be with him because then if he was with this really, really dark skinned black guy, then his difference between the whites would be seen. Well, that's kind of like, it's part of it. Cause it was like, yeah. Cause the entire thing is like Dustin's like I'm not white I'm not white yeah he's not white but he never really says what he actually is yes. and it, it only matters between them because in their dynamic you know 
it's all kind of about how but you know what it doesn't really matter to what's his name again? to Dustin. No, it doesn't really matter to Gary. Gary. No, it doesn't. It only matters to Dustin. Yes, which is which is why if you look, so the the pretty much the whole premise is, is that the partners are there, the black partners are there because mm-hmm. they can't come. They they're not enjoying sex anymore. You well, know? That's not it. No, that is it because that's why Dustin was so happy that he came from his boots being lit. And that's why Kanisha was coming close. She was actually enjoying sex again. You know, that's why they were calling it antebellum sexual therapy because that was Um, part of the reason mm -hmm. that they thought they were there, Mm -hmm. you know, but they were really also being there so they could be talking about their like other racial issues, you know. Um, So you have the couple where, you know, and I think it's very interesting. The thing that I like a lot about the play is that it's a variety of people. Because you don't just have, like, a queer couple, you know, and they're not just mixed race because you have your light-skinned Hispanic with your uh, African-American dark-skinned partner, and they're what? gay. You yeah. have you have your, you know, very progressive white woman who's very understanding, mm. but she, she is progressive. She's just overbearing with her not actually that intelligent mulatto boyfriend. Well, and, you actually have four couples. Well... Yeah, so that's kind of like, you know... A kind of a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler. It's really interesting because the I, two women who are doing the... Who are the therapists... Yeah, and she's kind of like... I mean, I'm not just... I don't want to be like insulting, but she's really light-skinned. Well, no, that's, that's kind of the entire point. Yeah, and... She even code switches. You know, during... She even code switches during the thing. She code switches because she's she's talking to Dustin... And she knows he's Hispanic. And right. She's like, and she, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she brings up the accent. She's like, pero, pero. You know? And that works. But when she's talking to the group, she puts on what you would call like a like this affect. You know, she code switches into something that's like a little more acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know? And then there's like a little bit of conversation about uh, the place that, you know, we can't, talking about the play doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's all about it really matter. the concepts. And to me, I think it's two things. It's about one, listening. Because I think the play is about not just the racial differences between the partners. It's not really that the white people are evil, you know, and that the the black partners are are angelic. But that when it comes to things that are inherent and systemic and kind of really deeply ingrained like that, the other partner needs to kind of step back, open up, and really allow the person in yeah they need to be heard and i don't think that you know they'll ever be fully understood by their partner who's not necessarily you know the same color as them the same race as them but an attempt several attempts would be nice you know not to just completely blow it off like oh fuck you know well i'm never gonna understand so fuck off what's the point you know because that's not what you do in a relationship i mean let's say we're we're both you know black and even in our relationship, you know, oh, sh- I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you have to be able to understand me. You have to be able to talk to me. Yeah. I, I want to be heard, whether or not my partner is white or whatever. Not to say that I would ever, if I had a white partner, you know, honestly, I don't expect him to understand what it's a, like, what I'm about mm-hmm. completely. And you know, honestly, I mean, not that there's, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be racist, but like. I would never know what it's like to be white because mm-hmm. I'm not fucking white. Mm-hmm. And so if he has struggles as a white man or whatever, mm-hmm. which you know, they do, they, they might. Know. Okay, fine. Sure. Yeah. I could, I fully, completely and totally understand that. But it's not really your place 
to understand it, but it's our place to try. Right. But you know what? I mean, I guess, and I guess that's the point just to try. And that's how, yeah, you know, it because, ended. yeah. Cause if you look at it, like, you know, I think that the middle couple with, with the, with, <laughs> with the progressive white woman and her, her much younger, you know, not that intelligent mulatto boyfriend, her whole entire thing. She always was speaking for him. You know, every time he was asked about his feelings, he didn't really express himself. It was all monosyllabic, right? It was always like, I'm fine. It's okay. But, but you know what? I feel like he he doesn't seem the person who wants to really express himself. He doesn't. I don't feel like he knows how. Well, he didn't see because as you continue mm-hmm. into the play and you see how he he realizes that yeah. he's only ever being seen as being Philip. He's never being seen as you know like like he was like the the person said in his school he's like oh look at that donkey dick you know another person was like he's not a negro he's not a nigger he's just philip you know and i really identify with that character because i grew up i grew up in harlem and in the bronx and even though i'm just as black as everyone else even though i'm just as poor as everyone else just just even though i've been chased that and People try to stab me and shot at me and all those things, like all these other people, mm-hmm. because I read a lot, which is a weird kind of self hatred thing that had that, being, but it's not really important. Like you know, when we were younger, I read a lot, and my mother made sure that I would be well spoken, so that I don't know, white people would not think that I was, I don't know. And she named me or James. Just, you know, she named me James instead of something well, maybe that she might have wanted to name me because she thought it would help me it'd be better you know better received better received you know and i kind of understood where he was coming from because until fucking philip until the last few years you know it's like he's like uh jay-z said in the story oj he's like i'm not black i'm oj okay (laughs) and it's like because no matter what you do you know there's no escaping your blackness right there is no escaping it you know um and that doesn't really have to be a bad thing, but you being you seen for escape. everything you are, for example, if you're intelligent, you want to be seen for being intelligent. Right. You know, if you are talented, you want to be seen for being talented. You want to be seen for everything that you are, you know. But you are black. And you are also black. Right. And you also can't be anything else but black. Right. And it's weird and kind of. But you're, it's weird the way you're saying it. What? And if you're saying escaping. I feel like. Well, no, that's what people weird. try to do. But people, that's what they you know, they're trying to escape their little... What? I don't know. I don't I don't really agree with how you're saying it. It sounds like... What? I don't know. It just sounds weird to me. Like, it just sounds weird to me how you're... How you're well, that's what happens, man. People, you know... But it's not on purpose. You know, what happens is that, like, you just... You know, people just don't know who they are sometimes. Especially if you're not seen. But, you know, I mean, if you... How about just like I don't know, like being seen like oh as a person. Like I mean, I kind of like relate to Philip because it's just like I feel like throughout my life I've just been seen as, you know, oh Cheryl, like I'm me, and everything that comes with it is also me. Like me 
doing what I want to do, me writing, me being black. I'm just, I'm just Cheryl. That's just all me. I don't think that people want to specifically be seen as like one. Oh yeah. He's a writer. He's this. He's, I don't know. Like, I don't really feel like people want to be labeled, even though like, I think people just want to be seen as, Oh, James. Like, Oh, that's just James. And I guess, I mean, because really the person in the locker room didn't necessarily see him as anything other than Philip until he had an issue Mm. with him. Well, well, no, no, no. So no. remember, it's two he people. Didn't, he didn't, right? He yeah. didn't say it out loud. Yeah, but right. He, but he was saying that even though Philip was black, that he's not a nigger. That's really what the other right, guy no, was saying. No, but I'm saying what the other person said because according to Philip, yeah. everyone saw him as Philip. Yeah. But this one person who had a fucking problem with him because he was jealous of the yeah. fact that his penis was so big or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. Then he saw him as a fucking nigger because, mm-hmm. well, what the fuck? My penis is small, I guess. So mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. Philip's a nigger. Mm-hmm. Well. So here's the thing, and this is where the second character, this is where Alana and Philip's story becomes really important. It's because Alana's whole thing, she doesn't see race. And well, you have to see race. The, the reality is, is that no matter how much we all just want to be people, right? no matter how much we all just want to be seen for the quality of who we are and the things that we do, we live in a world where unfortunately mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because there's so much that systemic racism and that anger and violence, you know, which is why I don't really like when people say things like saying mean things and stuff like that's verbal assault. But it, the thing is, I'm starting to understand that when it comes to certain things, right, it, it is kind of, it's not really a physical assault, but it is an attack, you know? Mm-hmm. And you look and it's just like having in a world where no matter how you look or how you speak, well, I talk correctly. And well, my name is Cheryl, and, and and I look and I have a cute little face, and I look young, right? And then there, and I go out, and people will treat me correctly, and blah blah blah. And oh, nobody's seeing people. You know what I mean? Like you know, mm-hmm. through the white standards, right? But it doesn't change the mm-hmm. fact that all the, that you go to the wrong place, you're in the wrong situation. People will look at you and they treat you differently because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. That don't wash off. That you can't hide. And so you being black is a huge part of you even but it's if it, not the even only if it's part it's not which is another which is why the characters are all different because okay. Gary his whole thing is that he thinks that Dustin only sees him as like this symbol of blackness right, right? you know because as Dustin, a way to show that you know the, he's black because he's also his he is his, ethnic yes you know but he feels diminished which is true that happens he feels diminished because people don't see him and he feels like his proximity to this other person of color, right. you know, so he views. But I think he just wants to see like, oh, I struggle just as much as well. Um, Yeah. But when you when you listen to the talking, you hear Dustin, Dustin, Dustin saying things like he says to Gary, he's like, oh, he says, you're the like, even during their slave play, it just hit me. Mm-hmm. They're talking. Right. And he starts singing and dancing and stuff. He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, Gary, that's a white name. You know, and then he starts imitating. He's like, oh, I'm Gary. I'm I'm a master. I'm Gary, right? Because he even says, he's like, oh, he says, people look at me like I'm the ginger fire because of my light skin. But you're the one who is enjoying the comforts of gentrification, right? But so is he. Hold on, right? He is, but he's attacking Gary in his blackness, right? While at the same so time... he's upset with himself? He... I feel like a lot of that stuff, he's not even, it's not even Gary's fault. He's just upset with himself because he can't be seen as anything other than passing. Yes. Which, by the way, 
that's why I like the play because that is only one facet because yeah. then you also have on the far left, right? Huh, it's very interesting. So on the far left of the stage, you have the couple who they've been together, they're married, they love each other, right? But you look and it's like, okay, um, you have, she feels like completely misunderstood, but also is compounded by her OCD, you know, mm-hmm. which is visually represented by um, work, she- by like Rihanna, you know, and with the bright lights and the mirrors and but the he- swelling of the music mm-hmm. and him and he is not. And the thing is, they, I think I, I little tricked a little bit because he seems like an uncaring, unloving partner. But really, no, he's not. He thinks he's this there. He goes, this is stupid because it is. He said it was outrageous. He says outrageous, but it is going someplace and it's like okay we're gonna have therapy now you're gonna take four days you're gonna watch all these films you're gonna pretend to be a slave owner and you're gonna have a whip but and you're gonna fucking make your eat a fucking cantaloupe off the ground right but as outrageous as it was it did help their relationship well as outrageous as it was it was what she wanted right and that was it's what it's about yeah. what she wanted because even during their first scene together he was the one to stop it again she wanted to have, I guess, control like over how she felt, and mm-hmm. he wasn't allowing her to really have control over. Like she was, he wasn't really allowing her to have control at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. Like she, and this is the thing that we were we were looking at reviews for Slave Play and stuff like that, and people who actually have not seen the film, and they were like, "Oh, yeah. she's like twerking for massa." So stupid. But like, obviously, the thing the is, the play is really about bodily autonomy. She wants. She wants, in a way... The thing is, if you haven't... These people clearly and obviously have not seen the play. So, of course, if you're just looking at, you know, pictures, random fucking pictures, and you're reading random fucking articles, you're going to have a perception that's really, really, really not true. I mean, I I, I would hope that the people who are writing about it have seen it, Mm -hmm. right? But you don't want to give every single thing away. And, of course, there are people who are writing about it kind of negatively and people who have a more positive light. And clearly, they're just like, oh, well, you know, this girl, she's just, like, on the floor twerking and grinding or whatever. And then Master comes in and fucks her. It's like... That's not what happened, though. Which, by the way, that's really when not. we were watching it... I, I mean, kept, that's what happened. I kept looking at you, and I was like, I don't know where this is going but right now. But that's how it happened. Right? But it's more to it than that. Because yeah. as the play goes on, you understand that, like, really, it was all her trying... It was all her taking ownership of her body. And the Rihanna lyrics she, at the top of the thing... I, yeah, I, I was like, wait, what... What, what you know, I was complaining no, about that? What is it? And I realized, yeah. uh, nobody, touch nobody me. touched me. You're not righteous. Yeah, you're yeah. not righteous. And, and I was just like, oh, I get it. Yeah, you yeah, know. like I get it. And you know, even when in the last scene or whatever, where he was pursuing her, I guess. Yeah. And even then, because it seemed like the entire time, because she was talking to him like she fucking hated him. Yeah. But she was touching him, and she was yeah. really affectionate with him. And then when she put. When she, you know, she did what she did. I don't want to say what she did, but you know, you when she put the whip in her mouth, it's like she's telling him, okay, like yeah. she's, she, I feel like she just really wanted to be understood. And he just was really, I don't know, I can't say that he was stubborn. He was just so, like, I guess, concerned with the way it was being done. Like, I don't really no, know. I don't really he think was there concerned. was no point no, no. of him even fucking. He was concerned being about there. how he was viewed. 
right just like right. how oh, just mm-hmm. just like how dustin was concerned with him like they're 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 in a group and there's three black african-american partners and there are three white people mm-hmm. but he he's angry because he just want to be considered to be white the but point in is, that place right it, that's it's what it's about, about them. it's not about it's not, him it's not about yeah exactly you know? and in the first scene again he Made it about him yeah. because she was saying, you know, call me a nasty negress or some shit like yeah. that. And he was just like, you know, why would I oh, call you oh, that? Hold yeah, on. Yeah. I really love the, he, uh, what is it? He's like, he's like, oh, oh master Jim. He's like, don't, don't, yo, don't call me master. Yeah, like, what master. The fuck? That's part of the scene. That's yeah. part of what she wants. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I felt like, you know, in the ending, he was just like when he was naked. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that was just him saying, you know, well, you okay, know, I'm ready for it. I didn't you know, realize I'm vulnerable it, like, for it. When he stripped naked. I realized, like, he was naked, and it's just like completely naked. And you know, what, and she's completely clothed. Well, until he pretty much, but he like, off. but you you realize that like there is this like vulnerability. Yeah. And then when she climaxes and she like f- freaks out, and pushes, she, didn't tell, she didn't climax. She did come. No, she didn't. I think it's I think it's meant to be. He came. I think it's perceiving. Remember? Yeah. He came. He's like he came. <laughs> He's like it's okay. He came. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then I feel like, you she know, didn't climax though. I think. Well, whatever. I think it's meant to be implied that she does because when no. Gary has bootlegged and he because he was like, no, his his climax was way more intense. He was fucking her pretty hard. <laughs> and he yeah, got yeah. rougher and rougher yeah. as time progressed. Yeah. So I think she was just yeah. like. But she like pushes him off. No, she was having a moment, yeah. and she, she was having climax. a moment. And at yeah. first, she pushes him off, and she screams this this. And the thing is interesting is that like five minutes before when. When she's talking about how she feels like there's this virus in him, she's like, "There's this virus in you." She's like, yeah, so I, sick "I didn't know." She was like, "It's like this fog." By the way, that is actually an OCD thing in a sensory overload thing. You know, like she's seeing him, but she's not really seeing him, and mm-hmm. he doesn't really understand her. And actually, probably because he was reluctant to even be part of the psychiatry itself, that probably translates into the rest of their life as well. You know, where he's not, probably not really understanding her, and she. Is overwrought, no, and then the music the, starts the swelling. Way, the reason why, well, when she started seeing him uh, that way was when she, well, when when she first met him, mm-hmm. she saw him clearly. But then, as like time went on, she started to like it was. I think it was more about the sex. I think sex is what did it well, because that's when she started seeing him like as all fucked up or whatever. I think. It, I think. You maybe, know, I don't know. I think I remember hearing that. Because I think maybe you did. It's because sex is actually important. It's very important in the marriage, and they've been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's not really just sex, because mm-hmm. the sex is kind of like they said during the therapy session. It's kind of it's it's kind of the side effect of what's actually going on in their relationship. So they're not able to enjoy pleasure. Gary's, no, she's not able. What? Well, okay, yeah, Gary's not able to enjoy pleasure. Because he doesn't feel cherished. He doesn't feel no, like he, he's worth anything. No, 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 no. He doesn't feel like he a prize. He does, but he, for the wrong reasons. Yes, for the wrong reason. Yeah. So he didn't feel really seen. And, uh-huh. you know, uh, Philip couldn't really get it up because he, what he said doesn't was. He doesn't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, he, he doesn't he's, know who he is. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, maybe I liked <laughs> fucking your husband in front of you before they you got know, divorced. And, you know, yeah, fucking, you know, whatever. He was like, maybe. Because they saw him as a nigger. Yeah, but. And it's not really that they saw him as a nigger, but they saw him but you know, as himself, and he really feels completely unseen. And that is a but huge... But he doesn't know who he is. Yes. And it's just like, 
the white i mean the white men who are watching him you know i guess but is that really fair to say that they saw him well no 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 no, no, no. he knows who he is but because you even see he's confident himself he stands up he's looking in the mirror but there's a part of himself that he doesn't really understand and know Mm -hmm. because no one else has ever really acknowledged it or really cared about it except for that one guy in the shower except for that one guy in the shower but it was negative right you know so like him being seen in the one way that no one ever sees him just did it for him which is valid which is completely valid Uh you know and to me the whole play is really about consent right it's about completely about consent Mm -hmm. and about listening and it's kinky as hell but i think it really it's cool because the thing is no matter what you want to do with your partner as long as you are doing it open and honestly and communicating with them and being understanding Mm. then it's all thumbs up you know she's fucking him an ass with a dildo looking hit the other dude is looking the other dude's boots you know he's calling me a nasty negress yeah you know you know like he wanted she wanted him to call him her a nigger she wanted him to fucking he she wanted the whip, to be really fucking you know degraded. which by the way is completely fine you know well that's not what people on on those youtubers will tell you because They'll they don't know because fucking disgusting and you, you should know. be ashamed of yourself for everyone to be called a nasty negress like whatever be called whatever you want in your bedroom it's so stupid i, I mean i know but i don't know like that's so annoying because you know they've never seen it. And mm-hmm. we both know that it's that's not what it's about. It's not. It's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, guys, you need to boycott this. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what do you boycott? So, so, wait a minute. So, uh, you know, I guess maybe people don't realize because this is audio. But I'm black. You're black. We put it black. If the light was off right now, we would be oh, toasty. That's not even funny. Like, No, I'm being serious. People can't see us. We're black. So maybe people might be like, maybe people might listen to this and be like, well, there's these two well spot. Listen, the person I I'm work with, well you know, he, you know, he said to me, you know, he what said to me on, on Sunday, Steve said to me, he was like, black people don't tip as good as white people. No, they don't. And that's not true. And it's not true. And that's some weird thing that's being perpetrated. Um, first of all, and hold no. on, wait, and let me finish. We know what he said. He was like, he was like, I know it's a fact. He goes, he goes, oh. there's, cause you know, there's the other kind of, you know, the black people with the, with the, you know, they, the gold and the stuff like that or whatever and they tip well and then you know the other black people and wait did like, I say that's true yeah you did say that's true I don't tip well you don't tip as well as a black person but, but did you know why cause you ain't got no money no bitch you're... because if I don't feel like your service is was great to me then why okay. the fuck should I give you any money okay but that doesn't mean that all black people don't tip well okay you I should have said I don't yeah. no I don't yeah. and unless also... you were like He's the same person who told me that I was the, you know, the good kind of black man. Ooh. You know. What's that? You know, What's the kind that's not a nigger. What's a nigger? All right. Anyway, <laughs> you know, so I think that when it comes to media and the things we consume, and this is why I've changed a lot. But hasn't he ever thought that maybe they don't tip well because he's... He's trashy? Yeah, he's garbage. Because, he right? I mean, clearly it's an issue. And if by all the way, the black as a person there, who serves... I'm going to tell you something. The people who tip the least well in foreigners because they don't actually have that. He said that he said that black people, he said black people don't tip because they don't go to restaurants and they don't know proper etiquette. What? No, no, no. They don't tip or they don't tip well. They don't tip. That's not true. That's so stupid to say. That's very ignorant. Wait, hold on. Wait. So 
they don't tip period or they don't tip well either either or in his mind but here's the thing but guess what hold on excuse me you don't have to tip it off you don't fucking want to it has I guess no, to do with I guess no 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 it has nothing to do with being black if i don't want to fucking tip you it's not mandatory to tip i don't care what anyone says i don't have to fucking tip you the fuck i'm paying for a service i don't have, if i feel like your service um was inadequate and sorry and not up to my fucking standards then no you're not getting it that pisses me off then no you're not getting a tip how about you i don't know reevaluate your fucking service i don't know like you know be better about it and maybe you'll get a better tip it's not about me being black that's ridiculous you know what the problem is i guess white people feel bad you know they go into the place. like what what, what is hold the on, excuse like, I'm gonna tell you something. i don't I get, get it i'm gonna like, tell you something everybody tips about the same well okay everyone i swear that's okay but i just think that what he's like saying is fucking they dumb because guess what people don't have to tip do you know what everyone does no matter what color they are if they tip they either tip like their change and you're a shit tipper too or, excuse me i tip good yo you do not tip. remember on, that pause. time we were at olive garden hold on hold on normally when we tip i tip 18 percent mm. um <coughs> no, hold on pause. stop don't go into the mic Check sorry um if 18 percent is five dollars that's not my fault excuse you because sir. listen excuse listen, you, listen. Excuse oh, no, me, hey. sir. Don't, don't yell don't yell like Oh, you mean that one time? That, no, that there were several stop. times. No, that one time that I thought the service, I was really mad, and I tipped like a dollar. I think it was a dollar ninety nine. Okay, that was so bad. But normally, like most people, what I do is we. And I know everybody does this. I see them. It's on the bottom they, of the fucking receipt. No, my place is not. But like, what I do is I go online and I type into Google tip for yeah, you know, and I usually just tip. There's that amount. apps. You know, that's usually just what I do, and. Now, granted, this is, the problem is not really with the consumer, the businesses they play the people more. It's a whole other thing. But I do try to tip well, you know. But I think that it's, you know, whatever. I think that oh, we okay, need to consume. But if it's not deserved, then you don't have to tip, quote unquote, well. What is that? You don't have to tip at all. That's not what it's about. All right, just rate it in. I'm sorry. It's kind of annoying that you said in. that. Rate it in. Okay. It's about. He's racist. He's racist. It's about more than that, okay? It's about consuming media being surrounded by and being exposed to people who aren't like you who look like you so that you're able to comprehend the fact that we're all pretty much the same we like different tv shows we like different books sometimes we like different sexual positions and different food but we're not that different you know unless you're literally one eighth of a person you're just like a torso okay (laughs) (laughs) you know we're all we're all we're all kind of the same you know and there's sh- and there's a scale of shittiness right you know shitty kind of shitty <laughs> what comes their kind shittiest shitty oh at least shitty shitty <laughs> really shitty yeah it's, i don't know yeah. like i don't know yeah. I, yeah but there's definitely i think that we can fix that by consuming more media like this i liked it i thought it was good I don't think no because you know what you're gonna have those people who are like the people who are on YouTube talking about boycotting what? it. No, but guess what? If there was more media like this, right. then they might actually be well, able you know to what? see it because it's only here. But what if what if they what if it was where they are and they were able to see it? You know what? If, and also, it's kind of expensive. But it's gonna be on tape because you saw they were filming it. They always I do hope, that tape. I hope they see tape. it because that's totally yeah. and completely not. What the so I want to know. Yes, we're gonna have a rating system. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, how many Twinkies? What the fuck? <laughs> also, is it a pack of Twinkies or individual Twinkies? A pack of Twinkies is two. Okay, so you're going to do packs of twink- Twinkies? That's so stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> what, just say. Just rate it. I don't know. Uh, M out of... Let's just do say ten because okay. that's easy. Okay, out of so five packs of so five stars. Okay, um, four, four, four out of ten. Four so that's an eight. Yeah, no. eight four packs of Twinkies. Eight point five. Eight point five. Four, four, one I half. I really, 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 really enjoyed. So it. So I enjoyed it, and I think I would enjoy it again if I saw it again. I would love to see it again. So where. On a scale of one to ten, one is terrible, five is mediocre at best, six is slightly above average. I think eight is a great score. Eight point five. And I think I'm on the same page with eight. Eight point yes. five. Good. I thought it was super awesome. I really enjoyed I really it. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I think that part of the theory experience is the entire theater. That one and that uh, I the I love we that we were no. You know what? Hmm. I love that we were like almost the only black people. In the theater at the time, yeah. or in the front, mm-hmm. and we were dead center in yeah. the middle, and it was like the rest of the fucking front rows were yeah. like white as shit. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. It was nice yeah. to see in the mirror. I was like, ah. So I'm gonna give him the eight point five as well. <clears throat> okay, this is this has been. This, sounds, this is where I'm at. This is this is where been I'm sitting good. In front of you. Never mind. Look at us. We're do, we did a podcast. Uh-huh. We saw a play. You muted me. I didn't mute you. I put the music on because it's time for the podcast to end. <laughs> because <laughs> this is what this is the art of giving up right mm-hmm. so i want to thank you thank you i want to thank you and you thank you for joining me on this Who's you and you the people the two is the people who listen for you the for people. you the people <laughs> <laughs> um i want to thank you for being here with me on my journey of self-improvement of growth mm-hmm. of friendship and hope mm-hmm. of of love and tacos and twinkies wow you don't need tacos. And plays. Please give feedback. Remember, I have to do. Th- I'm the worst. I have to do this. Click subscribe. Okay, <laughs> you gotta sub. You have to subscribe. You know, subscribe on like iTunes or Spotify. Click the button so you get the notification. Click the bell. Click so the bell. Ring the, the bell. Oh, I put this on YouTube too. So hit oh. subscribe. Remember, ring the bell. <laughs> you know smack light smack like uh, you know please please get feedback comments on itunes itunes on uh stitcher the podcast is everywhere please subscribe come back for more content it's gonna get better every single week you can always reach out to da art of giving up on twitter the art of giving up First art of giving up <laughs> on instagram or art of giving up podcast at gmail.com keep and listen out next friday for was that in good taste featuring Chandler if it Phillips? It tastes like a hot dog. What? It's in good taste because hot no. dogs taste good. The answer to, to was that in good taste is always no. And I'm your host, Stephen. And you were Cheryl. And thank you. And as always, we're all striving towards. We're all moving towards one and one thing only. You gonna say it with me, time? To be called a nasty negress. A nasty negress. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Peace.
Change what desire will make foolish people.